0: Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Raines. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday, and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in, and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Good morning, Asher Hamlin.
1: Good morning, Briston Rains.
0: You're in a suit, and you sound a little echoey, a little echoey. That's okay, though. Are you in your uh, office job at the moment? I am in my office. Yes, sir. <laughs> Is that a soundproof room?
1: Uh, not really. It's kind of it's it's all all paved walls or whatever you call them. So, not really.
0: Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, I guess your coworkers will get to hear you talk about a little bit of trail running. I guess. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> all right, y'all. Welcome, welcome back to another shooting the bull episode. Hey, we had uh, two reviews on the podcast. I wanted to share them, and I'm just saying, if you ever leave a bad review and you write something bad, I'm not going to share it on the podcast. So. But if it's good, I'll share it. So we got uh, Taylor Lynn. He is our Texas Outlaw Elite runners. He's really fast runner. He I actually just saw him at the backland. But on December fifth, he gave us a five star review on this podcast, and he said, "Awesome podcast." He said, "It's fun listening to these guys shooting the bull each week in monthly episodes." Thank you, Taylor. Thank you. And then yes, sir. we had another one from Hannah. And it says, "Good listen, glad I found this podcast!" Exclamation point. So, thank you, Hannah. That was on Sunday, this Sunday, like a couple days ago. Um, and we now have twenty-one five-star ratings, so it's getting up. So, y'all, please, please, please keep rating the podcast. That's how this thing gets out. That's how um, that's how we rank better. And if you want the Texas trail running community to rank to Be up on the top of the Trout Running Podcast. Give us a rating. Just scroll down below. There it is. But that's enough of that. Let's hop in to what we're going to talk about today. So, Asher, I don't know about you, man, but this morning I woke up and I look at the, the temperature and it's, what, 30, 40 degrees. It's pretty chilly, man. Pretty chilly. And... It's very demotivating. I don't want to go run. Honestly, when it's that cold, when it's freezing, I don't want to go run. Just like when it's blazing hot, I don't want to go run. So I throw on a hoodie and I'm like, well, if I run with a long sleeve shirt, I'll be cold in the beginning, but then I'll warm up and I'll be fine. But if I run with a hoodie, then I'll be fine in the beginning, but then I'll be like hot and miserable after and have to carry around a hoodie while I run. So I was like in this dilemma, dude, like, what do I do? And I found a solution. I Ooh. found a solution. Can you guess what the solution is?
1: Um, I'm thinking it's run with it until you're warm and then throw it off.
0: No, because that requires you have to carry it. See, I want a solution that is For the lazy type like myself. So something that's kind of like to where whenever you're running, you don't have to deal with it or have to try to remember where you threw it off at. No, I'll tell you what I did. I put on a hoodie and I stepped outside. And I had my shoes on, of course. And I started my watch and I started to run. But I didn't run out where I usually run to run my routes. No. I ran around my apartment complex. And I ran around for half a mile. And I got warm. And so I... After half a mile, I got back to my apartment, the front door of the apartment, because I'm on a ground level. And I just took my hoodie, threw it at the front door, and kept going. And guess what? I never got cold, dude. (laughs) There's a solution, mind blown. Now, so if someone can make a technology that's like you can like wear it when you're super cold, and then once you warm up, it's super easy to pack away. If someone can make that, or if it exists, please tell me. Email me, TexasOutlawRunning at gmail I want to know if this exists because I will sponsor it if it if it does exist. I will promote it on the podcast. But, dude, I don't know. I don't know about you though. Back to what I was saying earlier, but. Despite me being a runner for what like eight nine years at this point, I still don't know how to dress properly for cold conditions. I either overdress or underdress. Do you have the same issue, Asher?
1: Man, it's like there's that certain temperature, probably between like thirty, no, probably between like forty and sixty degrees, eh, forty and fifty, I'd say. Where it's like I cannot figure out how many layers I need. I don't know if I need A long sleeve and gloves, or I need like short sleeve and gloves, or maybe a long sleeve and then a short sleeve on top, or maybe a jacket. You know, I don't know if you go through that, but um I mean here's the boat that I'm normally in is like if it's cold outside, I'm gonna go ahead and just wear shorts regardless. I know I'm gonna warm up and I'm gonna do what you did, except probably throw the jacket around my waist instead of just Run around for a mile or whatever and then just throw it on the porch or whatever so i mean you, you got you got a good system going which which i like
0: yeah so yeah. i don't like to throw around the waist man it's just it's just so bothersome it bothers me man so yeah yeah and it's like we need like a system to where basically like it's like a jacket that zips right and then yeah you can take it off and it and it's something that, like, you can easily fold into, like, a ball, like, really quick, something super thin, and then attach it to, like, some running shorts or something that have, like, a special thing you can attach it to that doesn't jingle around. You know what I mean? Like, bothering you. Yeah. No, in high school, when I was, like, you know, running 70 miles a week, 70 miles a week, what I did was I had this app on my phone. Or not an app. It was actually a, a screenshot. I had gone on Google and I typed in like how to dress for running when it's cold and they would have um, like this graph and on this graph, it would have like 50 to 60 degrees, 40 to 50, 30 to 40. You get it all the way down to like zero degrees to 10 degrees. It would show you how to dress and what to wear. Do you wear just a base layer and a jacket, whatever. So anyways, I screenshot this and I used that thing in high school all the time especially on easy runs man on the runs where like you're not going super hard you know uh, where your body's not going to get super warm i've had those and so i would just pull up the screenshot of my phone and it would tell me exactly what to wear so if it was 10 degrees i knew what to wear if it was 40 degrees i knew what to wear and it would tell me um, but the strategy I used all the way up until this point until I became a pansy is what I used to do is I would I would just go run. out there on a short sleeve shirt or long sleeve, whatever, some shorts or pants, whatever. And yeah. I would go run and I would just be miserable the first mile mm-hmm. and then I'd suck it up. And then and yeah. then I would get warm again. So there's that. Um in college, whenever it snowed, it was like white snow. I decided it was a great idea to wear super short shorts. And shoes and nothing else no shirt no leggings right maybe a hat too and i went out there (laughs) and i started running out in the in the icy snow when it was like 20 degrees but i was running so fast that i was warm and i don't know about you man but there's times to where like i can control if i'm cold To where if I'm walking outside and it's cold, it's like I can almost like in my mind make myself not cold anymore. And I'm not cold. Right. Have you ever had that?
1: Uh few and far between, I think. Especially because I mean in the south, the only time you're running in the cold is whenever it's like in the morning time. And or most of the time, not always. But uh I think I will have prepared like I'm just a guy that's going to layer regardless so if it's going to be cold outside I'm just going to go ahead and and layer although I think I in the past I have convinced myself like oh it's not that bad I'm just going to suck it up and deal actually a couple days ago crazy but in Florida right now it's like it in the mornings and sometimes in the evenings it's been like 50 degrees like it's been cold and so bro bro
0: hold up Bro, fifty degrees is not cold, bro. That's like well, perfect.
1: exactly. Yeah, right. You're thinking about it, and you're like, fifty degrees. That's nothing right now. Like that. That's kind of a nice day. But whenever it's been eighty-five consistently, and like that's what I'm used to from having moved down here, and then we have a couple fifty-degree days thrown in. I mean, think about it. If we were in the summer in Texas or in Arkansas. And it had been 85 consistently, and then there's a 50-degree day where you're going to be freezing. Uh, And so that was kind of my mindset was, all right, I'm already used to the warm. I'm just going to pretend like it's warm, and I felt fine, you know. Even though it was cold, and I probably needed to run faster to actually warm up.
0: But, Mm. yeah, worked out. I guess it doesn't ever get cold in Florida, like super cold.
1: It really doesn't. Not like this.
0: It's kind of weird, yeah. dude. Kinda yeah. Weird. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, man. I. Uh, yeah, I think those two solutions of just either sucking it up or doing a little warm up jog with a hoodie are yep. probably some of the best solutions there, in my opinion. In my opinion. But I like the idea of just wearing like some like bare shorts with like two inches inseam and then just going as hard as you can while it's like zero degrees outside. Have you seen that video? I, you, I'm you, i sure you've seen it, bro. <laughs> to where what? the news yeah. reporter, he's out in the snow and it's dark, and he's like, yeah, it's like a blizzard, and it's crazy weather out here. There's no one out here. And then there's this guy and this girl that run past him, and then he starts interviewing them. And then he's like, as he's interviewing him, she's like, yeah, it's perfect weather. We're out here just having a good time running. And then she runs off. And uh, in the background, as he's taking over, she slips and falls in her butt. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that video?
1: Yeah. It's a classic.
0: That is, yes, that is the iconic classic video right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man, I mean, yeah, I, I guess these people in the mountain states during this time, because, you know, we're down south. We're down here where it's a little warmer. We don't really see snow. I don't. I feel like we see snow like once every two years. But I think the people, or from what I understand, is people in the mountains. They they do the cross country skiing stuff. So like they strap on yeah. like these like basically these running. Um, they look like tennis rackets on their feet, and that's how they run mm-hmm. in the snow. Have you ever done that?
1: I've never done that, but I've seen. I actually have a friend who uh, in the winter, well, it's kind of crazy how they train for cross-country skiing, not to get into this whole topic, but um, in the summers, wait, are you talking about like hiking? Are you talking about like cross-country hiking with
0: the snow boots or whatever? No, like I don't know, like cross-country skiing, running, like, I don't know, it's kind of a combination of skiing and running, like you run and you ski. No, I haven't seen that. Well, maybe,
1: maybe that's a different sport than what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about cross country skiing where it's like, you're going up those, but you're also, you know, going downhills too. Well, that's part of it. Yeah. 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 But I have a buddy who lives up in Maine. And so, you know, four months out of the year, whenever there's snow on the ground, five months, six months, whatever it is, he, uh, he does cross country skiing, um, and but the others the other five months or six months of the year where it's actually you know there's no snow on the ground and so there's no opportunity to ski he will uh rollerblade everywhere and like you know do the same motions to get up the hill and and that sort of thing so i don't know where i was going with that but that's kind of an interesting sport i've never really thought about
0: (laughs) yeah dude this whole rollerblading thing is just i think it's like a new trend i was running that day and this guy comes flying by me on some rollerblades, dude. Um, yeah. I remember we were in downtown Georgia, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. <clears throat> and yeah, there's a couple of dudes just rollerblading. They had like their their traffic gear on and stuff. And they're just rollerblading, dude. But yeah, I can't do that stuff, man. If, if, if I ever tried rollerblading, man, as you know, I'm just too uncoordinated, man. That's why I run. I run because I'm uncoordinated at everything i ever do and so that's why i run but no that that stuff scares me man you're on two wheels rollerblading man i feel like i'm like bust my butt dude i don't know that scares me scares me yeah
1: can't
0: can't relate there dude but that is scary. um well with that i almost said it with that being said as y'all i don't know if y'all know but that's my apparently i say that a lot i say with that being said a lot Apparently it needs to be on a t-shirt too. So no, right. but I I do mean it with that being said, I'm going to still say it, but with that being said, um, we have, uh, we have a, a conversation. I really wanted to kind of look into a little bit and touch on this podcast, which these are only about 20 minutes long, every episode, but I, I wanted to, you know, kind of see your thoughts on this Asher. But as far as, our sport of trail running and the sport of us going out into the woods and running. Um, apparently, you know, studies so show it's growing and it's becoming more and more popular. And I think I, the, the guy who's owner of Ultra Sign Up, which is like a, a registration page to sign up for uh, trail races, he, yeah. he said that he's scared that this sport is going to turn into like what the triathlon sport did. And, and what the triathlon sport did is, it, in the early 2000s, it hit its peak at a very high level, and tons of people were running the or doing these triathlons. But now, you know, it's not as popular anymore. Um, and he's scared trail running is going to do the same thing. But, um, what do you think about like what the future of this of this sport looks like, man? Because to me, it seems like the early 2000s, the late 90s were like the frontier days of trail running and now we're kind of in the industrial stage of trail running in my opinion um and i think it's going to continue to be popular and grow because it's outdoors you're away from the city it's a you're in nature so it's a it's a natural um decompressor like a stress reliever and you're running which is also a stress reliever so it's a double stress reliever um and so i think it'll continue to grow because of its how unique it is you can't just get it anywhere you got to go out and right. take it. Uh what do you think about it ashley
1: um i think that i mean that is that's true with most things there it's going to be periods of highs and lows and triathlon's interesting because um it hit Popularity. I mean, you could even say that in the 90s it got super popular because the first one, the first triathlon or Iron Man, was what really popularized it because it was like this long endurance event that uh, tracked over three disciplines, and I think people were attracted to that because, um you know, obviously something super difficult, something that could take up to like, uh, I mean, a full day, pretty much of. You know physical exertion and the fact that you had to be decent or at least know how to bike swim and run to some degree um and so that popularized the sport and obviously we've seen you know the smaller subsects of that it's like you got know, olympic tries your sprint tries your super sprints um but that all being said i think that trail running will probably go through the same thing and it you know, sort of already has, like, I mean, you've experienced it right now. It's getting popular, more and more popular in Texas and, um, more companies are entering the trail running space. But I think that I don't want to say it, you know, I don't want to put a prediction out there like, oh, it's going to peak, but I think that it eventually will. But the people that really enjoy it and that were part of the community all along, or just have that organic, uh, like gravitational pull towards it, um, will always stick around. So I'm thinking about races like the Arkansas Traveler 100. It's like the I, I talked about it a couple podcast ago, but it's like the fifth or sixth oldest hundred miler in the world, or something. It might even be earlier than that. I don't. I don't know what's the specific stars surrounding it but um they've seen consistent growth or at least really consistent numbers throughout the years and so it's like uh even though we might go through a period where okay it really peaks around 2030 i think it'll always be a sport that just kind of sticks around and that's that's true with everything um like There are definitely, there was a time whenever, I don't know. uh, We'll just go back to the sport of triathlon. There was a time when everyone knew, or or how about this? We'll talk about road cycling. Everyone knew who Lance Armstrong was and knew what uh, road cycling was because of Lance Armstrong in the United States. Um, But now if you ask somebody who's on Team USA for road cycling, Like literally no one's going to know. So, um, I think culture running might go through a similar, a similar thing. It just kind of depends on who's in the sport and what's popular in terms of pop culture. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think it should be concerning. I think it's good for the sport. It weeds out. I mean, that's just, that's just the nature of competition, you know, not in the sense that, you know, People are competing against one another, but that's the nature of businesses competing against one another for, um, like, more trail runners at their races. That's that's a good thing. You know, it, it drives, you know, our company to become more of a staple, more of a uh, frontier pusher or boundary pusher than, you know, we were last year or the year before, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I was looking around at the backland race last weekend, and I remember saying to somebody, I was like, how many of these people here are actually going to stick to this sport in like 10 years, for example? And, you know, I'm not sure what the answer to that is. Like, are people actually going to stick with this thing for a long time? Or is this just kind of like a trend thing? You know what I mean? But... Anyways, but we're, we, we've we hit our time on the shooting the bull episode this episode. We thank y'all for listening. Um, if y'all have any topics or anything you want us to talk about, email us. Texas at Running at gmail.com just like it sounds. And make sure you leave that rating, guys. It's really important. Um, but that's enough of that. We appreciate y'all listening, Asher. Uh,
1: Happy trails, y'all. <laughs> I
0: had a guy at The last race keeps saying that to me. Happy trails. (laughs) Yep. Happy trails, y'all. And we'll see y'all next episode, I guess on Monday, next Monday on Shooting the Bull.